0: hello
1: you're listening to the omni Talk fast five brought to you in partnership with microsoft the a and consumer and retail group takeoff sezzle and silk ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally. The Yummy Talk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is December 15th, 2022, our second to last show of the year. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the headlines, making waves in the world of Omnichannel retailing. Chris, can you believe it's almost the end of the year?
0: I can't. I can't. But I want to say nice job with that read this morning. I changed it oh, up on you a little bit I without telling you. I forgot to tell you. It's and right. you, you handled right. it with aplomb and We, we man, roll aplomb. with it
1: here. We roll with yes, it. Yes. I know. I can't believe it. Like it's... Steve Winwood, right? Is he the one that Steve... roll with it, baby?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. I Think it is, and I, sure. I generally know Steve Winwood's songs. Well, you not seem like really. a guy that would know. A I see, Steve yeah. It's like he's a good yacht rocker.
1: Oh yeah, for
0: sure. Like yeah, he's better than what Holland Oates or whatever no, you picked a couple months ago. Absolutely not, yeah, dude. We we looked at this. It was objective. Objective data in the yacht no, yacht or knock site that they were like in 69th place or something. You
1: know what I say? It it has to stand the test of time if it's good yacht rock. And my twelve year old knows hollow notes more hollow notes songs than he does any of the other randomness that was on that yacht rock. No,
0: it's still Christopher Cross till the day I die. Okay. All right, but before the show gets off the rails, let's get Too it late. back let's get it back on uh it's snowing outside we've got like so seven inches of snow here. due yeah. a- due today Anne thinks it's beautiful
1: i do i mean you gotta appreciate it we like it's i last we went for like our holiday dinner downtown last night at my family and mm-hmm. like i think i'm embracing the holidays now mm-hmm. and then you wake up yeah. to this beautiful snow and
0: beauty is in the eye of the beholder Anne. True. but on that segue yeah we have a great review to read this week because it is, yeah. quite honestly, it's beautiful. I love it. It's one of my favorites. This week's review comes to us by way of a comment left on LinkedIn, and it honestly, and it warmed my See, heart to go. play on the holiday There you spirit. go. You're getting there. It came from Joe Nilsson, who had this to say, quote, whoa, <laughs> channeling my, chan- joy Lawrence, right? He's whoa. whoa. Next level stuff here. I just listened to this podcast for the first time. I'm almost embarrassed to admit new fan and consistent listener right here for sure end quote which to me is exactly why we do what we do yes we try to leverage our background as former retail operators to go to that next level that was my favorite part the next level we try to tell you the headlines what's important but also what differentiates us in my opinion is discussing the implications of what those headlines are for the future so thank you joe for recognizing that it means a ton to us
1: yes joe we do work hard on this podcast even though sometimes we start talking about yacht rock and what the weather's like outside but it is important to us to bring you all of that
0: important retail insight that's right we always have a plan going in for sure all right today's fast five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of manifest manifest the who's who conference in supply chain is again of course for those that have listened regularly january 31st to february 2nd in las vegas if you haven't yet, you can still register and save $200 on your registration by heading to manifest slash OmniTalk. That's M-A-N-I-F-E dot S-T slash OmniTalk. In yes. today's Fast Five news, we've yes, got news. Breaking news. Imagine Dum- that. <laughs> Imagine that. Great repetition, Walton. Uh, in today's Fast Five, we've got news on Amazon launching its latest social commerce play, Inspire, mm. which is an ironic name when you think about it. Nordstrom Rack pulling back on its store-based fulfillment efforts. Walmart providing holiday shopping assistance through image recognition. Amazon's plans to do away with barcodes. Be gone, barcodes. But first, we take off with big news out of She and Anne.
1: Yes, Chris. That's right. Headline number one, according to the Wall Street Journal, Sheehan is exploring moving beyond its conventional business of selling its own brand apparel into a marketplace platform that will enable other merchants to sell directly to customers, according to a memo to investors obtained by the journal. Mm. Uh, The memo also went on to say, quote, the marketplace platform makes available a range of additional merchandise and shipping options, and we expect it to result in increased customer engagement and satisfaction, end quote. Chris I know that you love a good Sheehan Hall here and there. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this move from
0: Sheehan? Well, oh, I got, got I got a lot of things to say about this one. But first of all, what is a memo in this day and age? Like you know, everyone always says <laughs> that a in good these point. headlines. According to an internal memo. what is a, What the hell is an that? An email, right? <laughs> it's like, going... is that just an email <laughs> I have, that. I have no idea. Is it something that's routed in like one of those brown folders where you write your name on it? Like, what is that? I don't Do know. You sign your name
1: yeah, and then write it that up? Like, like an inner office memo? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah Is yeah. that it?
0: And people are, I don't know. This oh my is... God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. But anyway, all right, we digress. I think this move is smart as hell. Okay. Because Shein has what so many companies desire that are thinking about marketplaces, and which is why people need to think about them before just committing to them wholeheartedly. And that specifically is eyeballs. Yes. Or said another way, traffic. Mm -hmm. We talked about it back on the show in May about how the Shein app was the most downloaded app in the United States. Shopping app. Shopping app, yeah, shopping app, sorry. Yes, thanks for that clarification. Yep. So similar to Amazon that started down this exact same path which Mm -hmm. began as a retailer, then grew into a third party marketplace, this move is really shrewd for that reason. And all the same companies that sell on Amazon will likely gladly go to Shein as an option, another option for revenue generation, especially in fashion. Yeah. Where Amazon continues to struggle too. So um so net net I don't like marketplaces for everyone, but yeah. I love it for Shein because the traffic is already there.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's important to note like I think fashion makes sense and I think they yep. already Sheen already does some home and some other categories but I think that they're going to have to be careful about what they start to expand the hundred, marketplace to first like point. I don't yep. think that you have the product breadth like that you get yeah. on Amazon you don't want
0: to be the everything store exactly yeah
1: um, I don't think it's just traffic either we have to talk about mm. I think it's engagement because you look at what Shein does to get the traffic there they're gamifying the shopping experience to get people interested in the product you're voting on Product, they're getting people Great outside to create content around the product, which we'll talk about a little bit later with Amazon too. Um, and you mentioned, you know, people already have this app downloaded on their phone. It's it's more downloaded yeah. than Walmart, than Target, than all these other places that are trying to do uh, marketplaces. Right. I think there's two other things that I want to watch out for if Shein does go forward with this move, and that's one that's resale. I think you also mm. can start to think about. Not only are they bringing other, you know, marketplaces, but leveraging the technology that they've built to allow resale on the Shein platform now and then being able to offer that to other vendors on the marketplace and, you know, being able to operate that for them, which I think is really important. And then also they built proprietary software so that they're only making based on what ordering that they're getting right. in and so i think that could be another area particularly in fashion where if they're able to sell that like as a software platform to some of the marketplace vendors that could be really interesting too if the marketplace oh, vendors are able to kind of accommodate that make to order kind of setup
0: that's really interesting yeah those are all all three of those points are amazing like and, and it just comes back to me like who has the right to win a fashion marketplace yeah they yeah. do, yep. because of the traffic and the eyeballs yes. and the engagement, like you said. All yes. right, well, let's keep growing. Headline number two: Amazon is bringing a TikTok-inspired shopping experience to its app. According to TechCrunch, the company late last week announced the launch of, wait for it, and TikTok-inspired. What do they call it? Inspire, mm. which quote is a new short-form video and photo feed that allows consumers to explore products and ideas and shop from content created by influencers, brands, and other customers. And it's meant to draw consumers' attention away from apps like TikTok. End quote. The new feature also has its own light bulb navigation button at the bottom of the Amazon mobile app and will roll out to select US customers in early December and will become broadly available to US customers in the always fun quote months that follow. Yeah. I always love when they drop that. Mm. And I s-
1: Months come after yeah. months. Is yeah. that what happens? Yeah. Weeks, then months, that's yeah. right. years. Yeah. That's how our calendar yeah. works. Yeah, right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right. It's just so funny. Like this uh, This totally ambiguous time frame that gets put in these headlines. All right, and I screen shared with my friend, John Casey, shout out to him, who happens to be one of the early testers. We were on oh, Zoom okay. and he's like showing me how this works. Screen shared his phone. It was pretty sweet actually. So I got a sneak peek of it, but I'm yeah. curious before I Tell you my thoughts. What do you think of this idea?
1: So... Okay, Amazon went hard on this uh, for Prime Day in July. They saw success with it, um, but that's not that different. Like when you have live video engagements, why a lot of brands are going after this. Went hard after
0: live video. Went hard after live video,
1: this influencer inspired Mm -hmm. shopping experience. Other than the the full screen video and like the product pop-ups at the bottom of the screen, which do simulate TikTok and I think is important if you're going to like try to capture that audience. I'm not seeing a lot of difference between this and the existing Amazon live portal that they already have available. Um, and I think that the number one thing for me here is that you still have people going to Amazon with what you say, like seek and destroy mission of, I want to get something. There's a a stat that I got from, uh, the best one yet, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, that 25% of Amazon purchases are made in three minutes or less. So you think about the mindset, it's still uh, the consumer is still going to Amazon for that seek and destroy mission. You need people who are, you know if you really want this to make something of itself, you really need people who are coming for the influencers and to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And based on some research I was doing on this, there's still an issue for those influencers about the cuts that they're getting from their engagement on the Amazon platform. Mm. So they're not getting they're getting, mm. you know, a very minuscule 3% of the sale or whatever. Mm. So there's no motivation for those big influencers to move off the platform or to even dedicate a segment of their time to the Amazon platform, mm-hmm. which I think makes the issue here of of inspire mm-hmm. really becoming this social first destination mm-hmm. for consumers.
0: So net net, you, you're not that big on this.
1: No, I, I I just don't think that the consumer's mindset is there, and it's going to take a lot more from Amazon, which Amazon's never going to give them a bigger cut of sales, nor are they going to give brands a bigger cut of sales to like get people on the platform. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah,
0: and I actually think there's bigger issues than that. The one thing I would say is I think visually it does look different than Amazon Live when you yes. see it, but you haven't seen it yet because you're not you're not available. It's not not able to see it. Because yeah. You you have to find a tester that has it. But but I would go a step further. I actually think this idea is already DOA. I mm. think it's dead on arrival because it flies in the face fundamentally of what social media is all about, mm-hmm. which is authentic conversations about everything. Yeah, That's what gets you on the platform. Yeah, You're not really going there line. just to shop. Mm-hmm. You're going there to get inspired on everything in life. Yep. This is a blatant feed designed to sell you stuff. Yes,
1: exactly. And that
0: is its job alone. So I think it's going to be limited in terms of traffic, in that regard, and then the other part about it, say I say I say say you get over that, and say there are there is a sub segment of po- the population that still wants to use it as a way to get inspired by product. Mm-hmm. The other problem I have with it is it's always going to be limited in comparison to the other social media apps because I'll only be shown what is available on Amazon. Right. And then you get into the questions of, am I seeing first-party sellers? Am I seeing third-party sellers? How does that work? That's a channel nightmare too. Right. So I don't think fundamentally this can get off the ground to any great degree. So I wouldn't be surprised if a few months honestly turns into never.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think we'll see, we may see the the, like, how they're doing this unfold in the Amazon Live category? Like maybe they'll move it to full screen video or something yeah, right. to like try to salvage some of this investment. But who knows? I think uh, the the best is yet to come here for Amazon. I'm sorry. All right, let's move on to headline number three. According to Retail Dive, Nordstrom Rack is slowing the use of in store fulfillment to simplify operations and reduce the number of order cancellations. So this is a quote from uh, Nordstrom. They said, quote, we had higher cancellation rates there because it's a little more difficult finding the product in a treasure hunt environment in the stores, end quote. Beyond visibility issues, Retail Dive also noted that Nordstrom said that its buy online pickup in-store model didn't generate the expected profit growth at the discount heavy rack brand. Chris, you were you were a big proponent of this headline um, this week. Tell, tell the listeners why.
0: Yeah, I think I... Thanks for calling that out actually i appreciate that uh you know i th- i think this headline is particularly important juxtaposed against last week's article about theft mm,
1: okay and-,
0: and the amorphous definitions around it and- sure and-, and how it's being driven at places like walmart and target um and last week's headline engendered a ton of chatter on social yes. media probably the most we've seen in a fast five headline in a long time right and this headline about nordstrom's opens my eye to a big aha this week and that aha is that everything comes with a cost yes. everything we talk about it all the time you and i even in our own business and much of the costs of store-based fulfillment have probably been hidden during the pandemic when sure. retailers could basically sell whatever they wanted at whatever came in the door at whatever prices and whatever margins yeah and those times are now gone and so i think what all these headlines are indicative of is that the hidden costs of bopis of self-checkout are starting to emerge And they all stem first and foremost, like we talked about last week, from inventory accuracy in store, which is why Walmart's move toward RFID is now, in my opinion, spoiler alert for those tuning into next week's annual award show, is now definitively my headline of the year. Wow. Because I think it's that important. Retailers have to get a handle on what is in their stores or these costs will continue to add up and cripple these organizations. So I'm not surprised at all, given how disarrayed the average Nordstrom rack is that they're going this direction because honestly I would have thought from the get go this is really hard to do yeah. given how that business model works.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually I was really surprised that they're doing this in the rack stores. Like sure this makes sense to do to fulfill like from a Nordstrom right. warehouse but the Nordstrom right. rack stores I was just like the, give me a break. Of course you got to cancel this like immediately. I think until retailers pull a Walmart like you're talking mm-hmm. about which is requiring manufacturers to start adding RFID tags to products you know th- this is this process that Nordstrom Rack's been doing that other retailers are doing is a lost effort i think y- especially at the rack like you look at the effort right now like it's hard enough to staff these stores number 1 yep and then when you think about Just the psychology of like, I'm going to take somebody off of a register where you have long lines. I don't know the last time you were in a Nordstrom rack, but it's like you're weaving. It's like you got to allow at least like 20, 30 minutes for a, a line there. Yep. So you're gonna pull somebody off a register with people who have like product in hands that they want to take out of your store right there to like keep them from either stocking shelves or to go on a treasure hunt to find like a bopus order for a 49 nine dollar madewell sweater like no that seems like a ridiculous use of time and i just i don't know like you're saying how the economics of this make that work for nordstrom or how they've been doing it for as long as they have yeah
0: and your part about rfid is important too because there are some qualifications there because just standard putting rfid tags on won't solve this problem either right? because traditional use cases for RFID is you put the tags on the product and you have a gun and you scan it. That's great for understanding what's in your store. It's not great for understanding the location of your products in the store, which in a disarrayed store like Nordstrom Rack is essential to help your employees do that efficiently. Exactly. The only way you can do that from my knowledge is having the overhead arrays in the store telling you where everything is that's very expensive, very complicated. You don't see that very often. Yeah. Maybe we'll start to see more of it. It's something that you probably want to look at, given the costs involved here, yeah. but... Yeah, it's no easy solution. So yeah, even
1: just knowing though that it's in your store with the RFID right. tagging would be a good place right to start. Before you promise it right. to your
0: customer and exactly. have a canceled order. Like, yeah, it right. is somewhere in point.
1: this physical building. We think.
0: <laughs> Next level analysis, right there from <laughs> us. All right, headline number four: Walmart is providing holiday shopping assistance by way of image recognition. And here is how it works, according to Chain Store Age: Walmart's new Trendgetter tool enables product Rolls discovery off the tongue, Chris. <laughs> it enables product discovery through digital photos and images to leverage the solution. Customers can visit the trendgetter.com site, take a picture of an item, or upload one from their device, and then wait for TrendGetter to search and find similar items on Walmart.com. Customers can then select and purchase an item in what is designed to be a fast and easy online shopping experience. Makes total sense, right, Ann? Sure. <laughs> you wanted this story what's your n- thoughts on it this was your headline this week
1: unlike the last story this falls in the nice try walmart category i cannot believe this is how they are going about it they have the right ideas for some of these things uh, the same was true for like the my size model tech tech i use that in quotes <laughs> right, that they rolled right. out um but i just don't understand why they're doing it this way like you you look at this yeah. visual search; it's a brilliant technology. I love it. I think it's great that Walmart's getting into this, but why why executing it this way? Especially when Amazon has had this technology for years. Right in the app, you can search you know for anything you want using a little camera on your app, and it's in the Amazon platform, right. and they still can't get people who right. are. More tech savvy, I would say, than the average Walmart customer. So, if you're going to execute this, Walmart, you have to do it in the Walmart app or platform. You cannot make the. Who at Walmart is going to go to trendgetter.com and upload it? Like, no way. Too many steps. Um, I cannot believe that Walmart expects people to download another app or go through another hoop to do this. It is just ludicrous for a very great idea. But maybe I'm like, totally off the wall here, Chris.
0: No, I think I think you're 100% right. Like this this headline's actually l- almost laughable in terms of how they're trying to execute it. Because your point is right. Like Amazon has had this. It was the very first video we shot in a Starbucks showing how it works in 2017. Right. And we still go around the country and ask people how many people have used it. And it's literally like crickets whenever I ask that question.
1: In a retail in a, audience. In a retail like, audience. Yeah.
0: So like your number one problem is going to be customer adoption. Mm-hmm. And so you're making this incredibly difficult. But the, the other important thing, if I... Go glass half full on this. Yeah. It is nice to see Walmart putting their weight behind Visual Search, which means hopefully others will follow. That's good for the industry. And, you know, maybe we'll get more customer adoption over time because it is a more effective way to find products, but your point is 100 percent right. At the end of the day, this test—the high likelihood of a false negative on this test—has increased exponentially, and You're that right. part is sad as hell.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like I hate when that happens. Like why? Who who moved who greenlit this, this? Yeah, right. All right, I'm gonna cool off. Let's go to headline number five. Uh, Amazon wants to move away from barcodes, Chris, for inventory management. Be gone! Yeah. According to Chain yeah. Store Age, Amazon is, quote, researching how to automate inventory identification using multimodal identification, or MMID, a process which uses multiple modalities of information, such as extracting the appearance and dimensions of an item from an image of that item, to automate identification, end quote. Do if it you feel just smart feel like, just for reading no, that? No, I feel like I just read, like, the symptoms may include, <laughs> like... I I can't think of anything that's appropriate to say right now, but like
0: I know, right? But I I honestly feel like way more intellectual just from having included that in the show. Oh my
1: god! All right. (laughs) Said Nantes Antonakos, an applied science manager in Amazon's computer vision group in Berlin who led the MMID team when the concept was initially developed and deployed, quote, Our North Star vision is to use this in robotic manipulation. Solving this problem so robots can pick up items and process them without needing to find and scan a barcode is fundamental. It will help us get packages to customers more quickly and accurately, and MMID is a cornerstone for achieving this, end quote. Chris.
0: Whoa you Heady again, stuff, man. Heady stuff.
1: We're pushing for this headline and i was like yeah how do we <laughs> how do we uh actually you know what else i'm what? gonna bring back that chatbot thing that i yeah, did again yeah yeah they have a function in that where you can take what i just read and have it be um can like, like put in put he- into in a second graders <laughs> understanding and that's what i feel like we need for this headline for the that. audience
0: we should do that um all right well here's why, here's why i love this headline okay i think there's a, a number of things i love about it first of all Amazon has the power to force changes on its supplier network Uh, to adapt to what this technology acquires. And if it means faster picks, that means more money for Amazon in the long run. So they're going to go after this. Then number two, when I think about this even longer term, say 10 to 15 years out, Mm -hmm. is this, this is my question now, is this the eventual precursor to a fully automated and restockable store via robots and just walkout technology? it's a potentially conceivable idea at this stage, yes. I think. So it's really fun to think about, but in the short term, I think it still probably drives a ton of efficiency and cost savings in warehouse operations alone, so it makes sense that Amazon is looking at it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. For your To your first point, I think we've already seen Amazon force CPGs, like Tide, for mm-hmm. example, to change how their product is packaged and shipped. Mm-hmm these sellers and cpgs and brands cannot get off of amazon so they're going to have to comply mm-hmm. to your first point and to your second point i i want to bring back uh nantes antonakos's comments our north star vision is to use this in robotic manipulation solving this problem so robots can pick up items and process them without needing to find or scan a barcode is fundamental it will help get us packages to customers more quickly and accurately and mmid is a cornerstone for achieving this that does not make me think that this stops at barcodes. Oh Chris. really? Why? No, I think it just is like robotic manipulation. Like, no, they are trying to be able to take these stores and figure out how they can have robots doing just about everything in that store, so that they can make them more efficient. So, yeah, you're
0: right. That's essentially what you're talking about. That's a great point because you're saying like anything that resol- revolves uh, involves, excuse me, a human. Yes. Is trying to be eliminated. Yes. Yeah. That's From a great point. the
1: Samsung, but. I'm going – this is not – you thought we were going to get through a whole fast five without getting to an A&M put you on the spot question. Oh, God. I forgot about I'm that. I'm slipping it in here too. Oh,
0: okay. oh geez. They're going to make me go on this one? Yes. Uh, oh, God.
1: So A&M CRG wants to know, Amazon's desire to move away from physical barcodes is enviable and perhaps inevitable. But what Ooh. do you see as the merits of this MMID approach versus RFID? Is RFID the clear front runner, or will there be some sort of Blu-ray HD DVD format war in the world of inventory management sometime over the horizon? I forgot about Blu-ray.
0: Oh, bl- I know, right? Blu-ray. Yeah, oh God. God, it's so good, crazy. Good
1: throwback, AM.
0: Betamax, VHS. Okay, so, all right. So, what
1: do you think, Chris?
0: Wow. First of all, unbelievable question. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I might get over my skis very quickly on this one, Anne. Uh, I might need to phone uh, some friends for help in answering this on social media next week when we put this out. So Jonathan Akin, Ted McCaffrey, the RFID Sherpas, Marshall and JP, if you're listening, please chime in and tell me what I'm getting right and wrong. But here are my thoughts really quickly. Fundamentally, I see this as a very different approach versus RFID. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little bit of apples and oranges. One, for, for a few reasons. One, this approach... amazon's saying could be ubiquitous across all product categories because it's multimodal based whereas Mm -hmm. rfid still has limits across some product categories so i think that's an important factor here two rfid like we've talked about still requires a requires a potential scan in the process yes similar to what amazon is trying to avoid with this idea similar like we talked about in the nordstrom's headline before either from a handheld scanner or an overhead array Mm -hmm. which as i said also can be quite expensive to deploy and here's the other point There's also probably some latency in that when you're talking about pick accuracy versus just tracking and product location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Versus the human just being able to do it right at shelf, you know, done. So that's important. Cost savings, like we talked about. So, lastly, RFID also still requires a label to be added to the product. And the way Amazon is describing this, it could be potentially handled just through standard packaging requirements over time. So that's why I think there are three selling points here relative to the use case of RFID for this situation. RFID still has many other use cases that we've talked about on the show that are also important. But I think this is a very different use case than general state RFID. So in my opinion, yes. But and, guys, prove me wrong.
1: And you think that you know pro robotic automation here? This is gonna this is gonna change things. Amazon has the power to do this, which they do over any other. I mean, no other retailer could do this. Maybe Walmart, but.
0: Well, I think so. I mean, the the, the big unlock is how do you get robots into restocking the, the, yes. the actual physical stores over time, and right. so like, you know, ten. I'm, this is long term though, yes. and ten. 20 years out hopefully but maybe this is a technology that unlocks that yes 100 percent. oh man all right chris let's
1: get to the lightning round all right bring, bring it on home Do um it. chris according to morgan stanley record numbers of young adults are li- li- who are living at home with their parents are helping drive the boom for luxury goods in the u.s and the uk because they aren't burdened with the necessity expenses like rent and
0: groceries mm. barf
1: uh <laughs> what luxury products chris would be enough for you to move back in with grandma Omnitalk in order to afford
0: Oh god, that that is so easy. Mine is just laundry. I just want, I just want I don't I don't even want to buy a product I just want to have I want to move home so my laundry can be done again <laughs> like somebody else can do my laundry oh my god I do so much laundry every weekend I've got to the point where I'm on a daily and I'm on a daily like laundry I'm doing a cycle of laundry every day every morning I wake up I take it out of the dryer and I fold it I'm I, I that is the only way I can keep up I with feel the like amount you need to just
1: shift the mindset about laundry like maybe that's your zen moment for the day Chris
0: it kind of it it, it actually has become that okay. Like it's my peaceful like activity yeah to sort out the world and put order into it amid the chaos but yes i would gladly give that up to anyone all right mccormick's recently released its flavor of the year vietnamese by Mm. cajun style seasoning a culture class a culture crush excuse me of ingredients yes cayenne and paprika in classic cajun tradition and lemongrass garlic and peppercorn Customary in Vietnamese recipes. <laughs> what do what you are think? You, are you sexing
1: up the McCormick <laughs> I'm, I'm spice description? To.
0: I, I, I doubt anyone listening found that sexy. What no, do you think? They did not. Is this deserving of your next chicken wings rub? Oh my god! Yes. Really this sounds
1: amazing. I really? read the definition of this and I was like, I cannot wait to mm. replace the tagine that I used for Micheladas and put that on. Well, put it on everything. Like basically, I it's taking over Frank's Red Hot sauce for me. Like put that on everything. This spice sounds incredible.
0: Tajid, by the way, is my most dirty word that actually isn't dirty. But we'll we'll, we'll move on from that. You and I can talk about that later. Lids just... Oh, it's your turn. It's my my turn. It's
1: my turn. Uh, Chris, Lids just launched (laughs) Lids Hat Drop in Queens, New York, where in-store shoppers will be the first to access and buy exclusive hat releases at 11 a.m. Eastern Time each Friday, an hour before the products drop online, according to lids uh chris i want to know what lid would you get to the lids hat drop store to snatch up before it goes on sale online (laughs) funny you would
0: ask oh my god uh no funny you would ask that question because i was watching the departed recently top five all-time movie by the way okay and in it, Leo wears a black Boston Red Sox hat with a r- green bee. Okay. I was searching voraciously to find that on Black Friday. at somewhere, and I couldn't find it. So huh. if they reintroduce that as a drop, okay. get me in the store in seconds. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's pretty.
1: I feel like that is an appropriate drop. Like you. For sure. Probably For sure. not in Queens, but probably not in yeah. Queens. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I probably get hurt very badly. All right. Last one. This is a great one too. Patrick Dempsey recently sent social media all a flutter. When he posted a picture of his newly shorn locks, having reviewed the picture in question, are you pro shorn McDreamy or con?
1: I am not a fan, Chris. Really? I I, I think really I think high, one of the actually. most handsome good. things about a man could be a long lock long locks, flowing locks. And this man has been blessed with beautiful hair. Why in the hell is he cutting it? He's like older. He's older. And a lot of men don't have the privilege of having as much beautiful hair as he does. And now he's going to chop it all off. Why?
0: Wow. I I thought he looked pretty good. I got to say, but that man has aged better than almost anyone. So follow up question. Who has aged better Paul Rudd or Patrick Dempsey in your Mm. mind?
1: I mean, I guess I have to go Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I'm, and I'm more of a Paul Rudd fan than than Patrick I think Paul Dempsey. Paul Rudd's technically
0: a little younger too. We have to look that up after okay. the show. All right, we'll fact check that. Well, that wraps us up. Happy birthday today! Wow, that was a fun episode. Happy birthday today to Supergirl Helen Slayer, Slater, 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 Maude Apatow, and to the man who made wearing suits with rolled-up sleeves and no socks look much cooler in the 1980s than they ever should have been, the great Don Johnson. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omni Talk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and it's just for you. And we try really hard to make it fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Next week is also our last show of the yes. year. AMCRG's David Ritter and David Brown will be joining us for our 2022 award show. So you're going to want to tune in for that. So until then, and, and on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk, as always, be careful out there.
1: The OmniTalk Retail Fast Five is a Microsoft sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the a and Consumer and Retail Group. The a and Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And Cezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy-now-pay-later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. Finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. Helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.